Hello and welcome to the Minimum Confidence episode for February 1st, 2023. Minimum Confidence is part of the EsquireCast network of podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. I'm your host for today, Gina Leahy, a real estate and finance attorney from Philadelphia. Minimum Competence is a daily podcast highlighting news for lawyers. Published in late afternoon, the idea is that it can accompany you on your commute home, and at the end of each short episode, you will know a little bit about a few newsworthy legal happenings. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all of the topics touched on today are in the show notes. Let's jump in. The Texas Supreme Court heard oral arguments on Tuesday considering whether a home buyer inherits an arbitration clause contained in the deed signed by the previous homeowner with the builder. Lennar Holmes sold a single-family home in 2014 using a special warranty deed that required all claims to be resolved via arbitration. Kara Whiteley, the current homeowner, purchased the property in 2015 and brought suit against Lennar Holmes claiming defective construction and mold. Lennar Holmes argues that Whiteley must use arbitration to resolve these claims, but the homeowner says she can't be pushed into arbitration because she didn't sign the deed containing the arbitration clause. In evaluating the dispute as to whether the arbitration clause runs with the land, one Texas Supreme Court justice questioned why this was coming up now. Whiteley's attorneys argued that forcing Whiteley into arbitration is against the purpose of the Federal Arbitration Act since there is no valid agreement between the parties. This is one to watch. The Georgia Court of Appeals ruled that a widow cannot sue home inspectors over her late husband's death on the couple's property due to a one-year limitation period on lawsuits contained in the home inspection contract, despite there being a two-year statute of limitations for such claims under Georgia statutory law. The trial court's ruling was reversed by the appellate panel, who noted that the contractual limitation period applies to this case as the couple's claims arose out of the contract between her late husband and the inspection company. Of note, one judge in a concurring opinion called on the Georgia General Assembly to enact legislation prohibiting parties from contractually shortening the statute of limitations for tort claims arising from personal injury or wrongful death. The judge believes that contractual limitation clauses undermine the legislatively determined limitation period and should not be enforced in future cases. The White House plans to terminate the national and public health emergencies related to the COVID-19 pandemic in May, which could render the Title 42 lawsuits moot. Title 42 is a policy put in place by the Trump administration at the start of the pandemic to swiftly expel migrants without proper documentation. The August 2021 order from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention renewing Title 42 had two conditions under which it could end, but the coalition of Republican states successfully sued in Louisiana to block one of those conditions. However, President Biden said he would use the other avenue to end the policy, which would require the termination of a public health emergency declaration by the U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary. While it is possible that the states could challenge the termination of the declaration, it would be difficult to sue to eliminate a single line from the August 2021 order without overturning the entire thing. The larger question is whether the announcement will help the Biden administration end Title 42. Finally, in the world of baseball, the U.S. Justice Department has filed an amicus brief in a case brought against Major League Baseball by four defunct single-A teams. 
The teams are challenging MLB's antitrust exemption, which has shielded the organization from most antitrust claims since 1903. By way of very brief background, in 1890, the Sherman Antitrust Act was passed by Congress, which prohibits monopolistic behavior. In the early 20th century, the Federal League brought a case against the National and American Leagues, and the Supreme Court declared baseball as an intrastate engagement, meaning it is not subject to antitrust law. This has allowed MLB owners to do things such as engaging in bargaining battles with the Players Association, eliminating minor league teams, and keeping fans coming back as the only baseball game in town. The case is currently being considered by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. The DOJ stated that the baseball exemption is of dubious validity and that the exemption was not created to reconcile competing legal authorities or substantive policy goals and that the application of antitrust law to other professional sports has proven workable in the past. Thanks so much for listening to Minimum Competence. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Macedon on the Esquire.social instance. We also have a link aggregator in the Fediverse at links.esq.social, where some of our stories will be sourced from, so feel free to sign up and submit there. Catch you back here tomorrow, and until then, enjoy your minimum competence.